By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071. You are listening to BS in the Morning. It is our Trimocast. This is Shelly Barr and Brad Hildebrand is on the way, hence the B and the S or the SB, depending on who you talk to. Um, we are trimal casting on KSLQ 104.5, Westplex 1071, and AM 1350 KRAP. Yes, it is crap. Brad will be on his way in a bit. But in the meantime, we just wanted to welcome you to BS in the Morning. Uh, you can find us on the web at Westplex 1071 or show. Brad, are you there? Okay, that would be a hard no. Um, either that Mice or he's just listening to me just go on and on Jesus and on. Free. So I hope everybody's having a good day today. It's too big to send. And Brad is back. Do you know how I know that? Because the 12-year-old comes out in him. I don't know how to explain it. They're choppy. FA Mobile 317. But I had a problem talking on the radios. But I had a problem talking on the radios. And you know, it's funny that you play that because I really did have a problem talking on the radios on the airfield with all these big planes going left and right and all around you. And yes, I talk on a radio now, but I'm here to tell you it is nothing compared to the adrenaline rush when you do have big planes going from going around you. I'm a woman and I have boobs. I can't believe you played that. I will be a completely different person. I'm a woman and I have boobs. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> not at all. You know, I'm not I'm I'm just gonna come up front. Remember a long time ago there used to be the show by this guy by the name of I mentioned the name. Anybody who's like over the age of eighty will know who I'm talking about. Art Linkletter. Remember Art Linkletter? Yes, I do. Okay, and he had that show is Kids Say the Darndest Things. Remember that? Yes, they do. Yesterday a guy from Hollywood called me up and said, Hey Brad, we've been listening to your show on, on, on streaming. Yeah, we get it all the way out, out in Hollywood here. And we want to do a show and we want to have you be the game show host. And it's going to be like a game, but what we're going to have, we're only going to have one guest all the time, and it's going to be Shelly, and it's going to be, the name of the show is going to be, Shelly says, says the damnedest things. And I go, well, is this like, you know, kids say the darndest? Yeah, but you know what? Back in the day, we couldn't say damnedest, but now we can say that. So we want to have the show, it's called, Shelly says the damnedest things. And I go, really? And then what we want you to do is, we want every day... We're going to have a show where Shelly's going to say unbelievable stuff, and everybody's just going to laugh. <laughs> I go, wow, I'm in. How much do I get paid? No, no, no. We're not, we're not paying you. We're paying her. We're paying her the big bucks. You're just doing it for free. What do you think? I think you already have a show like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what I told him? What? I, I already have a show like that? I told him. Whatever it is, he answers now. That's what I told him. I said, <laughs> You're funny. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, who was that? Whatever it is, he answers now. One of the world's best actresses. 
Who's that? Frances McDormand. Who? Frances McDormand. You don't even know who she is, do you? No. She's what's a, her real? What's her actress name? That's her. That's her. That's her real name, Frances McDormand. She's an incredible actress. She's one of those actresses who doesn't get the credit for being uh, an incredible actress because she's. And I don't mean to me be sound nasty when I say this. She looks like an average woman. She's not like a you know a gorgeous knockout like nine and a half. She just looks like the kind of woman you'd run into like you know at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Just like uh-huh. average housewife. Kind so of what woman. does she play in? Oh, she plays the mother in my favorite movie. She's uh, she's the mother of uh, of the the kid in uh, in Almost Famous. Oh, oh my God, she's so good in that movie. And she was in, I believe she was in Fargo. I believe she, I, see, that's another movie I've never seen. I've never seen the movie Fargo. Everybody talks about You haven't? I've never seen Fargo. Never seen I it. Haven't, I hadn't seen it until I, less than three months ago. I've seen pieces of it on YouTube. That's pretty, oh my God. I've, you see pieces of everything on YouTube. Well, I have to tell you this. Last night, I'm listening to Del, Del Wamsley, okay? You know, uh-huh. you know, and I know you get tired of me talking about Del Wamsley. The guy is me, but he's, he's me with money. He's me with money. I mean, you know, I mean, like him and I could be, could be like, I mean, I don't have any bro friends. He could be my bro friend. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that like, like, for example, he talked last night about his 20 car garage. I'm going like, yes, <laughs> you know, 20 car garage. And then he talks about tools. God, he talked about tools last night. But, but get this. We got to talk about this next hour. What's he, that? He talked about when he's dating his wife how he ran out of things to give her when they were dating, okay? I mean, like, when he's talking about date giving... Well, how long did he date her? I don't know, but he talked about how... 20 years? How there was nothing left at the jewelry store to give her. That's what essentially he said. Okay. And he talked about that, you know, they didn't have... that. He, they ran out of big diamonds that he could give her when he was dating her. Well, I think that's a big fat lie, kind of like the no-co lie. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. With him, I don't think it was a lie. I think it was true. I mean, but can you believe that? Like, if you like, there what, is never like. Let's say you were single again. A time when okay. there are not enough diamonds to give well, a woman. But let, let's let's say you were single. Ever. Again. Let's say you were single again. Okay. And you started dating. Let's say a guy. I was in St. Louis. Well, no, I said let's say you were single again. Okay. And okay. you started dating a guy, and you went out, you know, one night, you know, you had a, you know, had a coffee or something like that, and you went out again for dinner, and the guy reaches in a pocket and opens up like a jewelry box, and it's got like a diamond necklace in it. Hey, you know, I really want to appreciate you coming out to dinner with me tonight. This is for you. What would you say? I'd rather have liposuction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another classic quote. I'm going to lift that one up. I knew that. I actually debated that in my mind. Do you really want to say that, or don't you? <laughs> that was a first break. I keep a note here. First break about five minutes in. Okay, I don't have my little counter in front of me. No, but but I, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know about that. And he talked and they, because his whole point was that when they got married, you know, and he, his whole point was when you are rich and you have money and you buy stuff, then you have to take care of it. You have to protect it. And he talks about how you know, well, now they have so much diamonds. You know, and, and he's on the radio. People know where he lives. He lives down in Houston. I'm going like, okay, no, hold on a minute, dude. You know, don't. And, and I guess, I guess, he, in one respect, here's the, and he's on 97.1. He's on 97.1 from seven to eight o'clock every night, Monday through Friday. Now, and he's on Saturday from one to two. 
And quite honestly, there's a lot of good information he gives out. But he goes into these rants about, remember, he's the guy that said that he got his node broken nine times when he lived in Florissant. Remember that? But and Yes. The, and the crazy thing is. And when he lived in Florissant, it was, he's you he, know, cornfields. Okay, last week, he just turned 65. Okay, so that means he was born in 1956. Okay, think about it for a minute. When he was 10, it would have been 1966. And Florissant would have been like safe, 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 safe place. You know what I mean? I mean, like that. Yes, was, it would have. Was and when, it was. That was when Florissant, I didn't move out there until '79, and even then, it wasn't really right. built up. I it think, was like built up, like '90. Uh, well, you had you had old '94 was. You had Old Town Florissant, and then you have some areas that were sort of old. But once you get in the northern part of Florissant, there wasn't much there. You know, most no, there most, wasn't. Most of those houses were built in. I mean, there was. You know, I mean, it's it's the World War II you know, expansion era after World War II. So some of those houses were built after 45. But the majority of those houses were built from like, you know, 50 to like 70. You know what I mean? That w- That's Florissant. Wouldn't you agree with me on that? Like 50 to like 70? I would. Okay. So so yeah. he was born in 56. So he would have lived there. And, and then, But then the crazy thing is when I talked to him on the phone, he told me he moved when he was nine. I'm going like, okay, so that would have meant you moved in 65. So he was just running behind the foggers before, oh, right. after he, before he moved. Right. I'm going like, I'm going like, Florson was like, you know, if you wanted a safe place, you went to Florson. They bragged about the fact we're number two, the two safest cities, number second safest city in the country. And then he goes, yeah, well, I was, so, you know, he talks like that. He's got this voice like that. Florson was terrible. Yeah, I got beat up. When I walk out of my house, there'd be a bunch of kids waiting for me, and they'd beat me up. I'm going, like, I don't know where he lived. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's not the Florson that I knew. You know, I mean, that would be like, that would be like saying, you know, like, the, the opposite would be like, you know what? Um, you know, uh, it would be like somebody saying, hey, where do you live? I live in North City. Oh, really? You live in North City? Yeah, we never have any problems there. It's great. The neighborhood's wonderful. Neighbors are great. We never have any problems. We never we never even have to call the police. Okay, are you sure you live in North St. Louis City? You're not like in North Des Moines City or something like that? I mean, uh-huh. like, I mean like you got the wrong city. If you're yeah. telling... If you're yeah, telling, we're number six in the nation, buddy. Well, no, like in some things we're like number one. Well, we are. In crime and stuff like that. God. And do you hear the, hear the story... Uh, the guy, remember we talked about the yesterday morning, the guy that vandalized City Hall and what went up and down Clark Street and 14th Street and, and vandalized the Enterprise Center and threw the rocks through the, and, the, and the bird scooter through the door and stole a couple. That's like the third time he's done it. And I'm going like, okay, why isn't that guy in jail? Well, why isn't he in jail? Because there's no bail anymore, and they don't charge those guys. They call it, oh Because there's no what anymore? There's no bail they, you know, one, and, one, and once again, with the prosecutor, they don't prosecute those crimes anymore. They're considered, they're considered nuisance crimes, and they don't, you know, it's like, okay, fine. So, so in other words, it's okay that he destroys property, and, you know, once again, he... See, I think vandalism is more well, than a nuisance. Okay, let me, let me, let me run this by you, okay? Here okay, he, run he, it by me. He vandalized City Hall, Okay. Okay. Yeah, this okay. is just like a mini capital. Go okay. on. Now, exactly. Thank you so much. You just led into my next point. What if he would have been walking around in D.C. and go like, I'm going to go over to the to the you know the Capitol building and throw a couple bricks through the window and uh-huh. throw a scooter through the window? The guy would be in jail and never see the light of day. They call him a terrorist. You know what I mean? Oh, he's a terrorist. He's trying to break into he's trying to break into Nancy Pelosi's office so he can have one of the beers out of her refrigerator. If you hear that story, <laughs> and some ice cream no, out of her fridge. No, did you hear that story? Supposedly, somebody has a beer 
out of Nancy Pelosi's refrigerator. You know, when they, when they, you know, somebody, because she had a refrigerator in her office, some guy claims that he knows a person who was, uh, that, and they, nobody will fess up to it. Remember, they stole her laptop. You know, I mean, her laptop got stolen. I'm going like, okay, once again, let's say Which he... Which they, you know that's a slow jacked. Well, no, it's not. Let's let's say he broke into Tashara of Jones' office. It's this, a federal computer. Yeah, but, but okay, let, let's go back again. This guy who who threw the bricks through the Enterprise Center, through the Blues, you know, the Blues fan yeah. store. Okay, let's say he broke into Tashara of Jones' office. And I know it's federal versus versus local versus municipal. I get it. But still, I mean, that's okay that if he, he broke into City Hall, but yet it's not okay that the, these people broke into the Capitol building? I mean, I see, sometimes I, I scratch my head, you know, and, and, you know, my... Scratch, scratch, scratch. My hair feast. My <laughs> Stop it. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm going to quit talking. Oh, 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 hold on a minute. I can't, I can't. I got so many I can't find them that much anymore. <laughs> uh, where, where, where is it? Where's the scratch and spit? I can't. Hold, it's hold, 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 is it here? Is this is it? Is this it? Oh yeah, yeah. Here, hold on. Say that again. What what did, what did you do? What did you say? What did you say nope. again? Mm-hmm. It, I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Do you know who I am? I'm an FAA engineer. Okay, that's enough. Do you know who I am? I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. They go around the perimeter at night to make sure that their flock is safe. Hey, do you know what today is? What? Uh, Christine Joe Horton, ninth anniversary, and Hugh Janus turning 10. Oh, my goodness. Stop it. (laughs) You know what? If, you know, if this was, you know, video radio, would that be video? You know what somebody said to me yesterday? What? You're going to laugh when I tell you this. Maybe you won't. Somebody said, your show is like the Seinfeld of, ra- the Seinfeld of radio. <laughs> and, and remember, Jerry Seinfeld said his show was about nothing. His show was a show about nothing. It's true. Our show, he did say that, yes. Our, our show is a show about nothing. It's just, you know, it's to the point where we come on here <laughs> and we just talk about weird stuff, whatever comes into my mind, whatever comes into your mind. And then Shelly <laughs> Shelly says um, amazing things like... I would moon her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you play those out of context, so people probably... Well, that's I what... I don't know what people think. You know, I really don't care, actually, but... Um, that's what makes them fun when you play them out of context. And, but that's you know, what makes it fun when? That's what that's what makes it fun when you play it out of context. Con, out of context. I can't Everything I say is out of context, Brad. Well, you know what? We get to a point, and Shelly looks at me across the console and says, "Let's let's move on." Okay, so let's move on. It's actually I'm not looking at you. <laughs> it's six twenty-seven. Yes, it is. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the Morning, 632. A, uh, boy, yesterday was a depressing day. Did you hear the forecast from Jennifer? Another depressing day. Just going to be like overcast and start to rain all day long. God. I've had enough of it. You know, it was, it was, yeah, a cold gray bucket of suck, but it was, a, it was, I had a good day. Glad you did. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I had one of those days yesterday. I, 
you know you know my problem is I wish I could get a brain transplant and and I wish I could get a brain that had the I don't give a s part of it you know what I mean I have that no <laughs> I mean just to the point where like just like I don't you know so, so what and I guess what bothers me even more is as and once again as a guy who has this stupid two worthless degrees this Stupid journalism Would degrees you please stop that, that are absolutely positively worthless. Um, you know, to the point How do you where I think your new your newfound bromance would would think of that. Who's that? Dell. I'm sorry. You mean talking about Dell? Dell no. Wams. Who's no? Who's that? Who's my newfound? The gentleman that emailed you. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, you know what the sad part of it is. I know exactly what he said because he said he said the exact he would say the exact same thing. There's so many fakes nowadays. I mean, there's so many people. Well, there's fakes in every place. Well, Brad. But, but what what gets me is you read stuff like let's say stuff in the Post Dispatch, which is just an outright lie. And what's interesting is it's not that the Post Dispatch decided they're going to you know hey well let's let's print some stuff that's light. They just don't check any facts. I mean, see, you know, once again, people send press releases to, you know, the post. Oh, and the post is back. Oh, well, let's look at this. Let's put this in the paper. I mean, nobody does any research anymore. And see, once again, you go back and the. Okay, like, like, I will mention a name. For a brief period of time in my career, I worked with John Auble. Remember John Auble? I do. John Auble was the reporter's reporter. John Auble, I saw that guy in action. And I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, he had contacts. He had, like, he had friends of his that, you know, he knew people that worked at the St. Louis. I mean, not people that were, like, giving him stuff on the sly. But he had trusted contacts. People that when he called them, they knew that what they told him was going to be put in the paper where our channel to where he's working at the time. Then proper. In other words, if 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 he called up a sergeant for the police department and said, "Hey, what happened last night?" and the sergeant said, "Well, we had one of our officers who was hit by a car. It was terrible, and then we chased the guy and we shot him." Okay, you know that would be in the paper or in the news thing, just like just like it happened. You know, he would, but he would he would double check it. He wouldn't just he would say, "Okay, fine," and he'd get a couple you know corroborating uh, corroborating witnesses and. And that was old school journalism because you checked what you did. Nowadays, people send out stuff, and like you listen to, you listen to like the the press conferences, and it's like, okay, do we live in the same country as the Jen Psaki lives in? You know, I mean, according to her, eh, there's no problem on the border. There's no inflation, gasoline, no problem. You go to the store, there's you know, eh, everything's on the shelves in the store. Everything's wonderful. Nobody has any problems. Everything's great and wonderful. Oh, isn't this new president great? You know, and you go like, okay, don't hold on a minute. And you know what's sad about that is? You go, what? You go back and read the history of the Soviet Union. And like, for example, I read, I saw this incredible story of this plane crash that killed like, like, like half of the Soviets' military uh, generals and, and, and admirals. They, they, and, and you know what they say the, the reason for the, the crash was? What? This was some big conference they had. This is like, I think, in 1989, Soviet Union. Some big conference, and they had, like, I think it was mostly admirals. These were, like, the like of the top 20 people 
who ran the uh, the Soviet Navy. These were like 18 of them were at this conference. And there were all these generals. And they all flew in because it was some some city, some like seaside city in, in Soviet Union. can't remember. It was on like the east coast of Soviet Union. And they all flew to this place. And they flew home. And the plane took off. And it got about eh, 200 feet in the air, stalled, rolled over, crashed. Everybody on board killed. Like like 45 generals. And first off, there were like 20 civilians on the plane. And it was illegal to have civilians on this military plane. Guess what? They were all women. And they're all like in their 20s. Think about that for a minute, okay? Now, you get where I'm going with that? You know, a bunch of old, crusty old generals and stuff like that. Second off, they think the reason the plane crashed because the plane was loaded with all this booty that, and not booty like in the, the young female people on the, on the flight, but booty as in all this stuff they were taking back with them. And the most, most bizarre part of it was they think the reason the plane crashed was one of the admirals wanted to print a newspaper on his base. So they had these two, and if you've ever been to like, like um, uh, you know, the old school news, you know, like Post-Dispatch, or they probably still do uh-huh. it. The big I mo- have, actually. The big monstrous rolls of paper that they use. Yes, you know, like they're yes. just there's like They're like giant toilet paper rolls. You know what I mean? That's, yes, they are. So he, he took back two rolls of paper, and they said that each roll of paper was like a ton, and they were big rolls, and they, they prophesized, and they're almost sure this happened, that when they put him in the plane, they put him in the forward part of the cargo section, and when the so plane it was a miss uh, loading situation. But no, when the plane took off and it went up in the air, the rolls of paper rolled backwards, and it th- <gasps> and it threw off the weight and balance, and that's why the plane stalled. Plus, the plane was overloaded, and because they were taken back, like there was all this personal stuff, like there were there were like ba- you know like barrels of fruit, you know because where you know and the reason being that they didn't have any of this stuff. Remember, you used to see pictures of the of the Soviet Union, the grocery stores, and the shelves were empty. I mean, now it's like us. So the point being, but what the Soviets would tell, they would tell everybody, hey, we're the best in the world. We're the smartest. We're the brightest. We have the best military. We have the best planes. We have the best submarines. We're the best. 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 And it got to the point where everybody was like, wow. And they talked about the Soviet citizens just lived the lie. They would say things like, yeah, we're the best country in the world. We're the strongest country in the world. We've got the best military. We've got the best leaders. We've got the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. And yet life sucked for them. But yet that's the way. They... Okay, so what does that mean life sucked for them? Because we say that. No, they, but they had nothing. And hey, um, there's I, a lot of, lot of uh, hurting going on here in the United States. I dealt with a guy at the time. This is a true story. True story. A guy who worked for... A matter of fact, I even tell me the name of the company. I don't know if they're still in business anymore. I'm going to look them up real quick. He worked for a company called Sussman Wiping Materials. Okay? S-U-S-M-A-N. Sussman. I, I think they're still. I think it's S-U-S-S. S-U-S-S-M-A-N. I think. Uh, wiping. See, let me see if I can find it. Um, doesn't look like they're around anymore. Anyway. Uh, he worked for this company, and they sold rags, primarily new rags, into industry. In other words, they would sell rags to like the to like the the Ford plant and the Chrysler plant that they would wipe down the cars before they paint them. You know what I'm talking about? Industrial uh-huh. industrial wiping materials. But he yes. also told me, and it's pretty interesting. He said they sold they sold used stuff, used wiping materials, and they sold repurpose things like for example he told me that there were a couple t-shirt printers that they had to deal with them that when these guys 
screwed up a T-shirt when they're doing the screen printing. They had a big old vat of of these T-shirts that they would, you know, that were that were, were, you know, mistakes, printed mistakes, and they'd throw them away. And they would buy those from them, and they would sell them. They would chop them up. But the interesting thing was, he said that for a while they were making a ton of money by getting old blue jeans. And this is the funny part of the story. They were getting old, and especially Levi's blue jeans that had holes in them. Back in the day, you know, when you and I were young, if you had a hole in your blue jeans, you didn't wear them anymore. Remember that? Now you, yes. now you rip holes in them to make it look like the holes. Now, back in the day, if you got a hole in your jeans, you threw the jeans away. You know, once the yes. knees, once the knees wore out, you threw them away, right? He uh-huh. said they would put those in one of those shipping containers. They would, they would get those blue jeans, and they would put them in the shipping container until the shipping container was filled. Then they would ship that would you know close it up and they'd put it on a boat and send it to russia and they would make gazillion bucks not maybe gazillion but they would make money off of selling the entire shipping container to some dude in russia in the soviet union because he would sell these because in russia all the russian young people and even some of the old people like us wanted levi's jeans but you couldn't find them because they weren't available in russia because they didn't have them so they would sell them to russia and the people would would wear the jeans that we threw away. Oh my God! Oh, I got a I got a pair of Levi's jeans. Or they said I got a pair of Levi's. Levi's. I can't do my Russian. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> so. In other words, the stuff we threw away, which was junk, they looked at like, oh my God, this is great. But yet they said we're the greatest country. And see what bothers me is when you start hearing this stuff like you know Nancy Pelosi's you know saying like we're going to save the world. I heard some lady last night. I bro- I have to be honest with you. I broke my 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 ban on listening to NPR. And I heard some, I don't even know, I don't want to know her name, some representative on there talking about how how she's afraid. You were listening to NPR last night? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was depressed, and I thought to myself, oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, N- yeah, that's going to cheer you <laughs> maybe, up. Maybe NPR would cheer me up. So, and she's on there yeah. talking about, and she's some U.S. rep, and she's talking about how she looks at her children, and she says, I don't know if you're going to be around in 10 years because the world may end because of the climate crisis. And I'm going like, lady, knock it off. Knock it off. I don't want to hear this kind of stuff. You know. Well, then what are you listening to it for, Brad? Because I was depressed and I was trying to get out of my depression. You know yeah, that would do it. NPR <laughs> always brings you out. <laughs> but once again, it's like, here's our leader. I mean, what happened to people like Ronald Reagan who would say inspirational things and make you feel yep, like you were... Would. Like you were really part of something good. He was he was beloved. And even to the point where George H.W. Bush, the first one, you know, would say things like, we're the city, we're the, you know, like he would say inspirational things. And here's a guy who was shot down in World War II. The guy who was his backseat, you know, was never heard from again. He was he was saved. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Have you ever seen that? There is there is a, there's not, not video, but there is film, 16 millimeter, 16 millimeter film, of him being rescued by a submarine. You ever seen that before? Who? George H.W. Bush. He, uh, he was. Where did he get rescued from? The ocean. His plane got shot down. He bailed out of a plane. He was attacking some island, you know, off the coast of Japan. Oh, this was in the World when War, he was in the military. World War Two. Yes, yes. He was oh, like a young. Honey. He was a young Didn't buck. Got shot down. Bailed out of his plane. His, you know, his back seat. The the gunner. Uh, they were in a bomber. That you know, a gunner in the back. He was in the front. The gunner, you know, went down with the ship. Or he doesn't know. He doesn't know exactly what happened to him. He thinks he bailed out, but his chute didn't open. And here he's floating around in the Pacific Ocean, and a submarine picks him up. You know, and there's video of it. You know, 16 millimeter of him being pulled out of the ocean. I'm going like, 
you know, I mean, and you're thinking about today, the, the young people today. I I have to have to figure out what my what my pronouns are. I mean, oh come on, give me a break. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, like life's so tough. You know, life's tough when you go to the store. Somebody calls you a she, and you, you I'm not a she. Don't call me a she. I'm a they. Thank you very <laughs> right, much. Right. It's like. And once again, the stuff I'm starting to hear is like, it reminds me of like Soviet Union. You know, oh, things are so great. Oh, we've got this great leadership. If we can just keep them awake, things will be great. You know, that's what they say. No, they don't say that. <laughs> you, you, it's 645. You, you said it yesterday. Bring back Barack Obama. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I didn't say that. You did. You said something to the effect that like things were better under Barack Obama. Remember, you said you said that, and I'd said I'm, me. Yes, you said that. It was maybe yesterday or the day before. You said you said maybe you know we need to bring back Barack Obama. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, bring him back. Leave Michelle in the past, but you know, bring bring back Barack. Six forty-five. I don't remember saying that. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 crap and 104.5 KSLQ with Mr. Pronouns there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mr. Pronouns. That's, that's Sam Smith. It's you, about right. Remember, you can't call him he or him. You have to call him it or what or whatever. I don't know. Weird stuff. Man, there's all sorts of weird stuff in the news today. You know, they, they, they criminally charged the love gov yesterday with sexual assault former governor they criminally charged who the love gov you know andrew Cuomo. did they really yeah yeah yesterday they they, they charged him he, he i mean it's, it's a misdemeanor complaint but i mean essentially that he shall we say took liberties with his hands with a woman and um recently well like they said 2020 and i'm going like i think that was like oh, okay. sometime the the crime yeah, happened pretty, in pretty 2020 recent. and that would have been after the whole thing with the with the the stupid uh, me too dude you know what's what's the what, harvey weinstein weinstein whatever his name was i mean you know if if you saw what happened to harvey weinstein as like a public figure wouldn't you be like super clean i mean wouldn't you be like i mean wouldn't you be like mike pence you know the mike pence story no. Mike Pence, our former vice president, will not be in the room with a woman alone. He will never be in a room with another woman alone. He always wants Why? to have... Because he never wants to be put in a situation where some woman would, A, feel uncomfortable about being in a room alone with him, and B, some woman saying, he groped me. Now, not saying that, you know, that it wasn't true, but he just, you know, once again, it's sort of like... And it, when that first came out, people went, oh my God, that guy's so weird. Well, think about that. It's like keeping like super, super, super clean. You know what I mean? It would be, it's like me. Yeah. I would never want to be Shelly Barr driving a car because of the fact that I will always be afraid that I drive through that radar trap. Uh, at, that, that somebody would at, expect me to go at, above 40. 50 miles an hour over the speed limit. That's why I drive, like if the speed limit's 60, I set my cruise control at 60.5. You know, and, you know so I'm going like, well... There's a little bit of room for error. So if the guy's radar is a little bit off, let's say his radar shows me at 63, even though I'm doing 60.5, he'll go, like, eh, he's only doing 63. Of course, they, that was when they did radar. <laughs> you know, once again, I, I got passed on 70 yesterday. I'm telling you. The I guy, knew. It wasn't me. No, the guy was doing 120 miles an hour. I mean, this is like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. 
I'm telling you, the guy doubled my speed. He was doing he was doing 120. And weaving in and out of traffic, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. And I'm thinking to Doesn't myself. Doesn't that just irritate the but, and, and what, out of what's you? What's crazy about it is there was a time, for example, for example, 170. There was a time when you couldn't go a half mile in 170 without running through radar. I mean, once you got north of, like, Page, you had you had Charlac and you had, you know, St. John and you had, you know, uh uh, Bell Ridge and Berkeley and Hazelwood and they're all out there running radar and the same thing like like for example there was a time when you drive where, where were they all at the time you know back in the day the infamous radar trap was Times Beach but that was a whole nother story but you know like for, for example on 364 if you're going especially if you're going east on 364 out of St. Charles County there was always a Maryland Heights cop sitting on that overpass that River Valley overpass you know it's about halfway between uh, the bridge and and uh, 141 and he was sitting up on there, and there was another chase car down the street. Or they were just sitting on the shoulder in 364, and people would come flying out of St. Charles County. Because, you know, when you come out of St. Charles County, like, you know, if you're not doing at least 80 like Shelly's doing, you just get, like, you just get swept off the road. You know, your car just, like, gets sucked up in the vortex of everybody doing 100 miles an hour, and you go, like, oh, my God, I just got to keep up with them. Otherwise, I'll lose control. It was like the suction they create as they go by at 100 miles an hour. So anyway, I never see guys on 364 anymore, ever. I mean, you got you drive on 364 from time to time. Do you ever see anybody on any cops on 364? I see them all the time. On 364? Recently? Yeah, the one page extension, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know where. You must be driving different times on because I never see them. I used to see them all the time. They used to live out in 364. Because the guy, matter of fact, the one guy who had his has had his lidar. You know that's how they'd nail you. He had the lidar. You know what the lidar is, right? Uh uh-uh. uh That's the laser laser system. And what they do is, oh, okay. they aim it at the, your license. The, they aim it at the your vernacular. They, yeah. You they, know, but I I actually almost I was driving home yesterday yeah. and I was <laughs> I was on forty and I'm sitting there and I'm driving and I look over to my left. And there's this truck, and this truck was literally held together by um, those ratchet straps. Yeah, Did, didn't I have um, didn't duct I have duct tape? Didn't I have enough ratchet straps and duct tape duct tape on my truck? Is that what you're saying? This was no. Oh. I know your vehicles. This was not <laughs> your vehicle. It was unbelievable. It didn't even have headlights. Yeah. Well, who needs headlights anymore? <laughs> well, well, when it's dusk and almost dark, you need headlights. Don't get me going about that. I mean, that. it didn't even hardly have windows. It had, um, like, Afghans over the windows. Oh, that was, I think that was the Real Talk 93.3 van, wasn't it? <laughs> A van down by the river? Yeah, everybody, I mean, it was just, I literally, it was in such bad shape that I almost called uh, Star 5-5. What are they going to do? They're gonna pull him over. <laughs> You're right. They're gonna pull him over and go like, go like, hey, hey, some crazy lady called and said that your ratchet straps aren't tight enough. Let me help you tighten them up, right? No, they, no. I don't, I don't this think, was. I don't think it they, was ridiculous. I don't think they can re- that it give you a ticket for unless like there's your bumpers falling off your car and it's causing a you know hazard. It was people. held on by a ratchet strap. Yeah, but once again, don't be don't just because you're driving a new car, don't make fun of other people's hoopties. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're driving around in your Lincoln, well, it's, a, it's and, not a new car. And it's some a new guys, car to me, but and, it's not a new car. And some guys car, driving but... his hoopty like me, you know, like me, like I got a piece of vinyl of, of you know, piece of vinyl that holds up my my rear window. You've seen that, right? 
Yeah, but you don't have alum- aluminum sheet pans to count towards a quarter panel. How do you know that? That's held down. I paint, by, them, huh? I paint them the same color and you can't tell they're there. Whatevs. I've, you know, hey, I drive cars. God, I saw something yesterday that ticked me off. I saw a video of a guy crushing Priuses. He had a Hummer and he's crushing Priuses. And both of these Priuses were in really nice shape. And I'm going like, okay, why are they doing that? I mean, I hate to see... I, I see some of these guys on you know these YouTube videos, these guys who destroy these older cars. Hey, let's let's run this over with a tractor. I'm going like someone could be driving that car, butthead. You know, I mean, you know, instead of just destroying things, I don't understand that. I'll never understand that. I'm the guy that goes to the junkyard and goes like, okay, I could drive that car out. I could drive that one out. That one needs just a little bit of work. That I could get that one going in a that day. Has potential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I say. That one that could be a daily driver. That one could be sitting in my driveway. I, you know, I wouldn't be embarrassed driving that one. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's my problem. You know, it's six. And fi- you, do, you, you. That's exactly how you are. As how well. many? <laughs> I have well, the two cars I'm driving right now. Both were. DOA in somebody's driveway. You know what I'm saying? They were both dead. In the one car had sat in the woman's driveway for almost two years, dead. And I, you know, I think, well, maybe a year. I don't know. <laughs> but the tow truck guy had a heck of a time getting it because not only wouldn't start the the brake drum, the rotors were were rusted. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Six fifty nine. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Westplex 107.1, think we should say we're good or we're bad? Which one is it? It all depends on who you talk to. I believe in under-promise over-deliver. And I think that's exactly opposite of what's going on right now. I believe that we say, hey, look, there's lots of problems in our country, but you know what? We're working on them. We're going to make it better. I mean, don't you think that's more of a better attitude? That, hey, everything's great. Everything's wonderful. We've got great leadership, and there's no crime anywhere, and everybody's happy, <laughs> right? Which is definitely not the actual situation in this country. You know, what's interesting, in any city, let's, let's, take, let's take St. Louis, oh, St. Louis area, okay? In any city... You can drive 10 minutes and go from the best to the worst. Think about that for a minute. You can be, a perfect example. You can be in... That's really true. I understand exactly what you're saying, and I agree. You can be in Ladue, and you can go north on 170 from Ladue, go east on 70, and in 10 minutes you could be in the nitty-gritty city. You can be in the north city, and you can go from the finest area and the you know finest place in the area to the worst in 10 minutes. And think about that. Any kind of place. You Kirkwood, same thing. Webster Groves, name a place, even out in St. Charles Any County. Any place in the, in, in the world, actually. Right. Just like, for example, like in St. Charles County, you could be at, at Shelley's place and be like at the Taj Mahal area, and then in 10 minutes you could be at my place, you could be down by the river, and you could see my van, you know, with with, <laughs> with the cookie sheets on the windows. You know, like what Shelly said, the, coo- the cookie sheets, because my windows are all broken out, and I got cookie sheets there instead. And, you know... It, seriously, that's that's exactly what this truck had. <laughs> Here we go. No, but you know, you know what I'm saying? And and they talk about location, you know, location, it's location. it's funny that you, you mentioned the van down by the river. Yeah. Um... You had said that 10 years ago, you had said that on the air, right? that you were in a van down by the river, and I thought, that is so odd that he would be broadcasting in a van that's literally down by the river. (laughs) I didn't. And then you said, 
And then you used to play this um, image of um, if you could get your van started. Yeah. My, and I'm like, well, it was. And you and, and it was like you know that you were gonna go out and have a live broadcast if you could get your van started. Right. And I'm like, I wonder where he's going to be live broadcasting. And the funny part of that is, I wonder if he needs if his his car needs a jump. That (laughs) that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't too far from being false. Matter of fact, that van sits on Highway 47 right now. It's up on top of the 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 KSOQ or the Crap Mound. It's in Crapville, and that poor old van. Did you ever tell you the story of that van? That was that was my wife's van. (laughs) You ever heard this story? Uh uh. That was that was I've hit some deer in my time, so I'm driving down to the radio station and um and you, I know you're not going to believe this, okay? You're not going to believe this, but I'm driving a '94. I'm driving down there in the Matson Flats, okay? You know where the Matson Flats is, right? I don't. It's, it's well, it's the area between Defiance and and Augusta. It's where this is long stretch. Okay, it's, yes, it's, I know. I know where that area is. That, I just didn't know that's it's what that it was called. It's that straight stretch of strip, uh, stretch of highway of ninety four that's down flat, down on the river bottom. Up until recently, it used to flood all the time. They took it out of the floodplain. Anyway, I'm driving and I'm late for work. You're gonna be on here at six. It's like five thirty in the morning. So I'm doing about eighty miles an hour. I know you don't believe that. I'm doing about eighty miles an hour. And I'm no, driving, I don't believe that. I'm driving. You are I'm correct. driving that white van, the van that's sitting right now. If you're driving Highway 47, it's the crap van. Used to be the KSOQ van. Now it's the crap van. And I'm driving about eighty miles an hour, and a deer runs right out in front of me, and stops. I mean, just runs out and stops right in front of me, and I hit it, nailed it dead center. Okay, and airbag goes off, and I literally was knocked unconscious. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I you know, I, 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 one minute I'm doing 80 and I hit a deer. The next minute I'm sitting on the side of the road, not in the ditch, but sort of there was a little bit of a shoulder there. I'm sitting on the side of the road, and I remember, and you know, and the car was filled with with smoke. It wasn't, but it's, I thought like car was on fire when I sort of came to. It wasn't on fire, fire, but it was the powder from the airbag that went off. Okay. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay, so so and the and the dome light came on. It's like dark in the morning. It's like oh, dark thirty in the morning. Okay, and a guy pulls up to me, going the other way, and rolls down his window. And this is this was in January. This was right after Christmas. Okay, and rolls down his window, and I can't get my windows to go down because the the, the van has been like totaled. My windows don't work. You know, I can't get the door open. I'm in the van. Finally, I get the door open, and the guy says to me, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm going like, I go, no, I can't move, which I couldn't at the time. So he says, I'll dial 911 for you, and he takes off. A couple minutes later, you know, the Augusta Fire Department shows up, and St. Charles County Police shows up, and the whole bit. Okay, so so I totaled my wife's van, and she loved that van. She loved that van. A lot of good memories in that van with our kids. So essentially, she said to me, as I'm in the hospital, you broke it, you own it, in so many words. Okay, now, the bizarre part of it was, this was like in January, so they put me in the St. Charles County Ambulance, and I'm in brand new clothes that she got me for Christmas. I'm in a brand new pair of really nice jeans, I'm in a n- nice shirt, and a really nice leather jacket that she gave me for Christmas. So what do they do? They put me on the backboard in the, in the ambulance, and they cut my clothes off me. They start down at like my right ankle 
and literally, I mean, ask your daughter. I bet she's done this a bunch of times. You oh, know, yeah. People on backboards and with their little, you know, with their little surgical shears, whatever they call those things, you know, like, you know, the thing they, the things that you see the paramedics, they got them on like their little pockets on their, on their thigh. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's yeah. a term for them. I can't remember what they are. So they, and I say, can I just, can you just let me get, nope, we have, you can't move. I go, can you just let me take my jacket off? No. So they take my, they cut my clothes. They start on the one, you know, on on my right side, cut all the way up to my ankle, my, 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 my neck, cut my shirt, you know, and then literally I'm like, I'm a sandwich. I'm a clothes sandwich. And then they take the buns off. You know what I'm saying? You know, like they, the top, they take the top of my clothes off and the bottom of my clothes off, pull them. And I'm there in the ambulance in my underwear. So <laughs> I'm going like, this is not going well. And so <laughs> to this day, I think I have that bag of clothes somewhere. <laughs> I just kept it. They give it to you, a little hospital bag. And that's the, that's the first time it happened to me. The second time was two years ago when the tractor trailer hit me. Same thing. All, only that time, I pleaded with the, the paramedic. I go, please let me take my jacket off. And finally, she undid a couple of the straps on me, and I was able to pull my arm. She says, now don't move that much. And I pulled my arm up a little bit, and they pulled my sleeve. They pulled my arm out of my sleeve, and then there were two paramedics in the back that day, both women, and, and both took very good care of me. And then they pulled my jacket off of me. But once again, they cut the rest of my clothes off. Cut my belt. You know, I mean, zip, 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 snip, 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 going. I don't know why I told that story. But that's because they're more interested in the fact if you're living than if you're in your really nice clothes. <laughs> but as here, let me go back to the story. It's the whole living thing, Brad. Let me go back to the story where I hit the deer. I do remember oh, okay. I'm sorry. as they're put me on the gurney, they're rolling me across Highway 94, which they shut down. They're rolling me across Highway 94. And the paramedic said, oh, you made those firefighters happy. So <laughs> they, they're picking up the deer which when I hit, I killed it, went over the top of the, the, the van. It's like a couple hundred feet behind me. They're picking up the deer and putting it in the back of some dude's pickup truck. And the paramedic <laughs> goes, oh, boy, you made those guys happy. They're going to have venison tonight. <laughs> going like, That's but, funny. But I've always heard, I don't know if maybe it's one of those stupid wives' tales. I always, always heard. That the deer poison the meat yes that when you hit them i like, heard that too that it it throws like adrenaline through their body or something like that and the meat's yeah. no good i'm going like now how can that be because of the fact that when they slaughter animals that's essentially what they do they kill them you know what i mean like they're live and one minute they're live one minute they're dead and same would think that would thing but i get maybe that the the certain parts of the uh the animal the meat would be bruised from the fact that you know like hit it with a car you know like hit it with a van i was doing 80 miles an hour sorry Steve Elman, I apologize. I admitted I was doing 80 miles an hour in, on 94. Huh. <laughs> but at least you were okay. Well, I wasn't, but <laughs> that was another story. Hey, look, I've not been okay. I mean, I want you, you've known me long enough to the point, if there's weird stuff that'll happen, it'll happen to me. You know, it just happens to me. That is true. I mean, bizarre, weird stuff. Crazy, weird accidents I've been involved in. Like, and like for example, in a course of three years, I got hit three times. Three different car accidents, twice sitting at stoplights. Remember the one, one right, right there in Mid-Rivers Mall Drive? The guy uh -huh. smashed into me, and, you know, and I mean... Looking I, at a skirt. <laughs> uh, true story. Honest to God, true story. And the thing that bothered me about it, when I got the police report, the police officer changed the report. Did I ever tell you that part of the story? No. I'm sitting on Mid-Rivers Mall Drive, right there in front of, what, Sally Beauty, right there in front of, there's a traffic light right there. You know, Home Depot's on the one side. I'm going toward 364. 
Home Depot. Beauty Brands is on the other. Oh, yeah, Beauty Brands. There you go. Beauty Brands. Left left to my left is Home Depot. To my right is is Beauty Brands. I'm at the stoplight. I don't know why. I looked up rearview mirror. I thought to myself, this guy's going to hit me. And man, he he nailed me. I mean, probably doing 35, 40 miles an hour. Bang! Whacked into me. And he jumps out of the car. Hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, it's just, uh, uh, how about if I just write you a check right now? I go, no, not going to write me a check. Let's go in the parking lot. So I go in the parking lot, driving the, behind beauty brands, and I call 911. St. Peter's cop comes up, drives up. Nice guy. And this guy walks up to him and said, officer, I swear this is a true story. Officer, it was all my fault. I was driving down long Mid-Rivers Mall Drive, and some gorgeous gal in a short skirt came out of, of Breadco, and I just couldn't keep my eyes off her, and I smashed right into the guy. And the cop looks at me and says, hey, that's an open and shut case. <laughs> I'm going, yep, yep, it is. So then the guy says to me, you know, and he's taking the report and the whole bit, and he says to the cop, and his car's like all smashed up in the front, but it's still drivable. He says to the cop, he says, I got to go. I got to pick my wife up for dinner. And I looked at the guy and I said, are you going to tell your wife what happened? And he says, oh, yeah, I'll tell her. I said, so in other words, your wife is okay the fact that you smashed up your car because you were oogling some gal with good-looking legs who's wearing a short skirt who's walking out of out of Breadco? Oh, yeah, she'll understand. I go, like, man, i got to meet that woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> what if your husband came home and said, hey, Shelly, I smashed your car up today, and ha-ha, it's the damnedest thing. I was driving along Midrivers Mall Drive, and this gorgeous woman came out of Breadco, and boy, she had these nice long legs and a short skirt, and I couldn't keep my eyes off her, and I smashed right into that guy. What would you say to your husband? Um, Karma. <laughs> You'd say, what, suit your right? Would it be that easy for me? Well, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you be a little bit... You can't even get it out of your mouth. Wouldn't it be a little bit, wouldn't it be a little bit, wouldn't you be a little bit uncomfortable about him telling you that? No, I'd say that's about right. (laughs) That's what you get for watching those girls with nice legs, right? Right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I would say, are you hurt? And he'd say, no. Wow. And I'd say, okay, well, you got what you deserve. Oh, wow. So in other words, once you're past, are you hurt? And he's okay. It's like, then you're going to put the knife in him? Yeah, pretty much. And you're going to twist it a little bit? Maybe a little <laughs> twist. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm going like, okay. <sighs> uh, the smartest woman says you can eat, but legally you need deer tag to take the deer. Um, interesting. So what do you do? I mean, do you go, do you apply for a deer tag then? If no. After, after, well, that's what she says. You can eat, but because she, she had a, she's, 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 she comes from a family with hunters in it. You can eat, but legally you need. Yeah, my family were never hunters. Need deer tag. To, my, neither was mine. And you know what? Once again, I have no problem with people hunting, but it's just not, it's just not my thing. I just can't kill no. things. I, you know, when I, when I, whenever I kill deer and unfortunately I've killed too many of them. Uh, I was, yeah, but unfortunately, you kill yours with your vehicles. Well, I, I feel bad about that. I mean, like, for example. How many have you hit? Um, do you really want to know? Yeah, isn't it like 19? Yeah, I was going to say I lost track at 19. And I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm not I'm not kidding when I say I've hit 19 deer. I mean, I mean, and, and like, for example, I, I, I will count one of them. I told you the story the other night about, or the other day about the deer that I hit that I got snot on my car because when he came out and I almost missed him, but his nose hit as he's standing, you know, as he's walking across the highway and I'm trying to dodge him, his nose hit my side view mirror and got snot all over the place. 
but he just, you know, he just walked away. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, let's say the tables were turning, that deer was driving my car, and, and I, he hit my nose doing 90 mile, you know, doing 80 miles an hour. Do you think my nose would be in good shape? I don't think you'd have a nose. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh-huh. I, can, I can almost add, you know, thank my second son for not having a nose. Because remember I told you the story about my second son. My middle son, Blake, broke my nose. By the way, haven't seen him in a while. Uh-huh. He's got hair down to his shoulders now. No way. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, wow, I got a hippie son. Hippie son. A hippie dippy? A hippie son. He's got head, hair down to his shoulders. You know, and you know the reason why? He why? Wor- he works for Amazon. He's in Boston. He works for Amazon. He never leaves, yeah. his, never leaves his house. He hasn't been to work like in a year and a half. I mean, like a lot of people. He hasn't, probably more than that, he hasn't been in a year in, in, in the office like, you know, for like 20 months since the pandemic thing hit. Because we're thinking, you know, here, here, you know, Monday it'll be November, okay? So you figure November, December, January, February, okay? So we're like, you know, when the pandemic thing really started to explode, like in late February and March, okay? We're right now, we're 20 months into this. Think about how sad that is. 20 months into this stupid, you know, coronavirus dealie. I mean, does that, does that make you feel bad or what? The world has definitely changed in that 120 days. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, smartish woman, woman says, you call the fishing game dudes, and he says, those dudes likely had a deer tag in their truck. <laughs> That's true. So I guess she can... is the smartest woman in the world, yeah. isn't she? Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, she, she's got to answer to everything. You know, answer, she really does. Everything. Okay, I got one here. Okay, from everything that people talk about, Ryan uh-huh. Seacrest, he's still on the air in Los Angeles, still does a morning show in Los Angeles. Would you okay. say he's the top-rated Los Angeles morning show? Really? I'm, no, would you? Would you say he is? Oh, I don't know. Okay, wouldn't I don't you, listen to wouldn't him. Wouldn't you think he's like, oh, it's Ryan Seacrest. He's the most popular DJ in, in L.A. No, he's probably not. He's number three. And what's interesting is, you know who number one is? Who? Ellen Kay, who used to be his sidekick. She was his sidekick for a long time. And she left to do her own show. Now she's the number one Los Angeles morning person in L.A., number one radio. And Gary Bryan at K-Earth is number two. He's number three. Now here's the interesting thing. And just this is how the ratings work. And this is how radio is so segmented. She's the number one DJ. Ellen Kay is the number one DJ in Los Angeles. And only 6% of the Los Angeles population listens to her. Okay. Okay. Think about that for a minute. Okay. The number three DJ in Los Angeles is Ryan Seacrest. Okay. And only 4% of the Los Angeles, of of the total potential listening audience in Los Angeles listens to Ryan Seacrest. Okay. Okay. And you go like, and see, that's always the way Los Angeles has been because they got so many incredibly good radio stations and it's such a competitive market that Everybody, the, the, you know, when you look at the ratings, the, the ratings between number one and number five are like tenths of a point. You know, like number one could be like, uh, like an 8.2 share and number two could be an 8.1 share and number three could be like an eight share and number four could be like a 7.8. It's just extremely competitive, which is what we don't have here in St. Louis. But now Tracy's going to change that because now she's got all her radio stations. You just had to do that, didn't you? <laughs> You and I, if you and I could talk about what's happened to us so far in the air, just on Tuesday, 
<laughs> First off, you know what? I have to tell you, I'm the dumbest guy in the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to disagree with that? <laughs> no, you were supposed to say, yes, you are, Brad. You're the dumbest guy in the world. Because you know why I'm the dumbest guy I, in the I world? I don't think that. I'm not, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a real man. I'm telling you. I'm not a real man. Because you know why? What? I'm not a real man. Okay. I'm a wimpy man. Because uh-huh. after what happened to me Tuesday, if I were a real man, I would have punched that dude. I know. <laughs> you were That's there. That's why I walked over. You were there. Shelly broke up a potential fight on Tuesday, right? Yes. Should we even talk about this? No. Let's talk about it anyway. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. Shelly nope. was like my quote-unquote wife who broke up a fight between two dudes, right? It's like yes. you, you see this on TV or in the movies where like two guys will face off and the the wife of, of the good guy will come, oh, don't let that man get you so upset and stand in the way. She'll get like stand in the middle. You know, you you leave him alone. He's just trying to goad you into a fight. That was Shelly on, on Tuesday, right? Yes. It was. And people thinking like he's making this up. And no. I kept on trying to tell him to leave and I was about – my next – he left, but the next thing out of my mouth was going to be, if you do not leave, I will call security. And once again, who was the aggressor and who was the aggressee? We were just sitting, you were just standing in your booth, minding your own business. Right. And I had Which a, is normally not like you. And I had an anal cranium come. Okay. <laughs> you just hit, you, you, <laughs> No. We're not going to talk about it. Okay. But Shelly protected me from, uh, well, she didn't protect me. She stopped me from punching somebody, right? I did. And the last time. I walked over when you started getting animated. (laughs) The last time I punched somebody, I think I was like 14 years old. When a kid that lived down the street from me, I'm walking, because where I used to live, we had a bus stop. And our bus stop, literally my bus stop was a half a mile from my house. So I had to walk down the street. And I'm walking home one day. In the snow? No, yeah, up, uphill both ways. Uh, and, and I'm walking home, and this kid who lived down the street from me, who was just a, a, a jerk, I had my books in my hand. Now you cut, you know, before these were before book packs, you know, backpacks, stuff like that. I had my books in my hand, you know, and, and he came up behind me and, and did like, uh, like kicked my, my butt, but knocked my books all over the way. I don't know why he did that. So I got ticked, and I went back, and I beat the crap out of him. And I'm never, <laughs> I, I did. And and his sister was his sister was on the bus and she pulls me off of him, and I'm going like I go like I can't believe it, you know what I mean? Why did you do that? And it just ticked me off because I didn't do anything. I'm walking home, you know. And the guy, the guy, you know, once again, you know, sucker sucker kicks me. You know, sucker punches when you you know punch somebody they're not expecting it. You know, at least yeah. you, you used to say, hey, I'm gonna punch you. You know, you know, or you know, you square off and you know a punch is coming. At least you know it's coming, right? Sucker punch is when you get it. This was a sucker kick, and I beat the crap out of him. I mean, not like to the point where he's bloody stuff like that. To the point where he was like, he was like, "Cry, leave me alone, stop hitting me," that kind of stuff. It's the last time I hit somebody. I'm gonna tell your mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nowadays, the police would be there, and I no, hold it. Nowadays, the police would be there, and they would go like, "Well, we should charge you with murder, but you know what? The prosecutor won't prosecute anything, so we're just gonna let you go. Have a good day, right? We'll write you a ticket, right?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The last time I had an encounter with an officer, he, he didn't even give me an option. I'm sorry. Started too early. 
By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap and 104.5 KSLQ. It's the Trimalcast, and we call it BS in the Morning, BS the Morning dot show. And my bad habits lead to you, Shelly. And my bad <laughs> habits lead to you. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> I love bringing up bad habits. Oh, you. you do that quite well. 732, good morning. <laughs> On the phone with me, I have a very important guy, a guy who is in charge of um, – and I gotta say, Legends and Lanterns. But technically, Ryan Cooper, Legends and Lanterns, is it is it is it over as of last weekend? Is that what it is? It is over. But I have to say, Brad, you need to give my introductions everywhere I go. That was that was very exciting. But yes, Legends and Lanterns, St. Charles's historic Halloween festival had another successful season that ended last Sunday. But this year we have a little extra added bit of fun for those who uh, maybe didn't get a chance to get out there. And that is tonight. And it's and ex- explain to us what this is all about tonight. Sure. So tonight, uh, Legends and Lanterns is hosting its first ever masquerade ball. Now, we've all seen movies of masquerade balls, and they're these really fun, really extravagant, wild affairs. So we said, well, darn it, we want to do one of those ourselves. So uh, Legends and Lanterns is taking over the beautiful Foundry Art Center uh, just at the northern end of Main Street in historic St. Charles, and we're hosting uh, a masquerade ball that we're calling the Bayou Bash. So it's sort of uh, getting inspiration from the marshy deltas of Louisiana. It's a little French quarter Mardi Gras meets Halloween uh, with all of the Legends and Lanterns characters who will be dressed up in masks and masquerade finery and uh, a whole lot of fun activities for uh, for people to come and, and enjoy. That's interesting. So all the characters that have been on Legends Lanterns on Main Street for the past three weeks will be there tonight then, right? That's right. That's right. And they'll all have fun little masks to kind of go along with their, uh, their persona. So we have an evil mermaid who has a mask made of seashells. And we have the big bad wolf who will be dressed up like, like a sheep, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing and, and all that sort of thing. And we have a few characters that are making their debut and will only be here uh, at the masquerade ball. So we have New Orleans voodoo queen Marie Laveau who will be hosting. And then we have a fortune teller. Uh, named Countess Eudora, who will be reading palms and doing tarot readings and all that fun stuff. Interesting. Now, tickets are still available? Tickets are still available on legendsandlanterns.com. We will also have a select uh, handful of general admission tickets available at the door. So if someone's really last minute and they decide uh, tonight at about 7 o'clock that they want to stop by, they are more than welcome to come on by the Foundry Arts Center, and we'll have tickets for them. And if people don't know where that's at, it's a beautiful location. It's so right there on the end of, it's sort of where uh, Front Street and uh, Main come together, right there, like you said, on the north end. That's right. Right at the corner. And it's a beautiful industrial space. They used to build trains and tanks during World War II, and now it's been completely redecorated. It looks like a movie set. There's Spanish moss, there's eerie lighting, a little bit of theatrical haze, and, and some fun haunted elegance. And once again, if people want tickets, they can get them online, or you say they can't get them at the door? They can get them at the door. So legendsandlanterns.com. 
Uh, we'll get you where you can get tickets online uh, or up uh, until the event starts. Uh, they can come to the Foundry Art Center and we'll have a registration desk there at the Foundry. Doors open at 7 p.m. tonight. All the festivities kick off at 7.30. You know, I can say that I rub elbows with Ryan Cooper, who's the bigwig in charge of Legends and Lanterns and also in charge of Christmas traditions now. you got both of them now, right? That's right. I, I've, I've got my hands full, as they say. So when does so when does uh, if we can look ahead when does Christmas traditions kick mm-hmm. off? So Christmas traditions will start. I believe it's a week from today. I mean, a, a month from today. So it'll be the day after Thanksgiving, uh, and then it will run every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from the day after Thanksgiving through Christmas Eve. So it's coming up pretty soon. When does Jack Frost get to town? Uh, he, he gets there right as it opens. We try to uh, book him the last flight into town because he just likes to cause mischief, you know? <laughs> right. He, he he won't be one of the people we read about getting in fights on the airplane, will he? Oh, well, you never know. He's, uh, he's a bit of a temperamental guy. I feel him nipping at my nose right now. Oh, boy, I bet you do. Okay, Ryan Cooper, thank you so much. Tonight, uh, once again, uh, the web address? Legendsandlanterns.com. Thank you so much. You did such a good job with that. And I'm glad to hear. How many years is this for Legends and Lantern? What, five or six? So this was the sixth year this year. Wow. And 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 Christmas Traditions is coming up in how many years now? 47. So Holy we're closing God. in on half a century. Unbelievable. Time flies when you're having fun, right? right? Hey, it sure does. Ryan, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. That guy is so good at what he does. I mean, he like he is a master at his craft. I'm absolutely. telling you. I mean, you know, and and people like the Christmas traditions thing has gotten to be huge. Matter of fact, I know someone who's like a big wig in St. Charles City, and they tell me that they think there'll become a day when Legends and Lanterns will be bigger than Christmas traditions. And Christmas traditions, different clientele, well, and and I I can see that Christmas traditions has gotten huge. If you've been on, you ever been there one of the nights like. I have. Oh my God! It's such it's packed. lovely. I mean, and and once again, what a cool event, you know. Yeah. I mean, and and you know, once again, free. Uh, you know, it's like the, if you get like some nights, it gets a little bit too cold. You know, you know, it's, you know, that time of the year. But other nights, it's just perfect. I mean, if you just go up there, it's so much fun, and all the shops are open late, and you can eat various places, and they have the drive-through White Castle that's there. You know about that? No, I don't. I made that up. <laughs> Huh? I made that up. I'm sorry. I know you did. <laughs> huh? See, you thought you were gonna get me, but no. I don't, I don't make. I, I don't make too anything up. Smart for you this time. <laughs> no, I don't make anything up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anything you want to talk about this morning before, in, in, until I get myself in trouble again? <laughs> um. Let me see. There is something interesting that's come up, and and you know we all this big controversy of all the police departments are going to get rid of their police officers who haven't been gotten the shots, and the firefighters, and the paramedics, and the military people. I don't know if this is going to work or not, but a, a D.C. judge has issued an injunction. District court judge issues a temporary restraining restraining order late yesterday that prevents both civilian and active duty military plaintiffs from being terminated after they sued the Biden administration over religious exemptions to COVID-19 vaccines. I don't know what's going to go in that because that's one of the big controversies. Now, here's what's interesting. Have you heard about what, what... are they going to? I still want to know where 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 uh, Vice President Harris is. 
She's. At, I mean, where is she? She's at the border. She's she's working that border crossing. You know, she's uh-huh. she's down there in her in her in her BDUs, and she's she's you know keeping uh-huh. keeping people out of the e- eating her MREs. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. with her M4 slung over her shoulder, she's keeping that border safe for us. <laughs> no, I really do want to know where she's at. Have you heard this deal? What 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 DeSantis, the governor of of, of Florida, is doing? No. Anybody who is like a police officer in any state in the country where if they lose their job because they won't get the vaccine, he's offering them a job with some law enforcement agency in the state of Florida and a $5,000 signing bonus. So if you quit your job like in Seattle or New York because you know they want you to show that you're vaccinated and you say, I don't want to get vaccinated, or what's interesting is interesting, I heard this yesterday, they say that in New York, for example, they say that of like, let's say all the guys who are quote unquote not vaccinated, they say there's a bunch of them who actually are, but they won't show the paperwork to the city that they are vaccinated, but they're going like, oh, no, it's none of the business. You know, this is HIPAA, and which is interesting. Which is true. It is none of their business. Well, that is interesting because your daughter works in healthcare, and you know about HIPAA. I mean, you're not supposed to divulge that information. You don't, No, you are not. Right, and they're saying they're saying it's a HIPAA violation. I'm going like, you know what? That is sort of an interesting angle because of the fact you could say, hey, I'm vaccinated, but I'm not showing you my paperwork, you know? And not only that, you got the stupid vaccine card just like I do. I mean... What do you think? That would take five minutes to knock one of those out on your computer? Yeah, about <laughs> you know, that. I mean, like, it's like when I went and I They're thought, not real in-depth. When I went and, and then I got... And you make them that odd shape so they don't even fit in your wallet. I know. They're like, it's, and it's like, it's like okay, what is this? I get a little card that some lady writes on and nothing against that. I, you know, I'm thinking I'm getting, getting like some ID. That's they got couldn't like, even make it the size of a business card. Right. And I, I think it's going to like have a hologram on it. It's going to be like a real ID. It's going to have like holes punched in it where you <laughs> hold it, it up it to is. the light. You know, like, and it's a stupid little card that looks like it. You know what it looks like? It looks like when you go to the doctor and they give you one of those, hey, your next appointment is, you know what I'm talking about? You know, they write on no, that. No, what it looks like is something that um, is, is from years gone by. You're right. It does look like sort of old school kind of stuff. It does. I, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is just sort of crazy. I mean, it is cray cray. Things have gone weird. I mean, everything is like the news, the bizarre stuff, and 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 I don't know. <sighs> Frustrating. What? And this, you know, the the now there's all this 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 weird stuff about about um, you know about the uh, uh, the Alec Baldwin thing. Everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else. And then if you heard about this, this and then they're like, well, Alan Baldwin had the responsibility of checking the gun before. They don't do that. That's what they have people for. I, you know, I'm with you, but well, you know, once again, it's it, you know, you know, if the attorneys have gotten there and they, no, don't say anything to anybody about this. How about this? This California school district, <laughs> where they had a meeting the other night. This the what's that? This this Los Alamitos school board. Her name uh-huh. is Merrill. I guess Merrill's M A R L Y S. Would that be Merrill's? Marlis? Marlis? Marlies? 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 I don't know. Anyway, and, go on. Anyway, <laughs> she's the school board. You know, all these parents are up there protesting about critical race therapy. And they're giving their little speeches, and they're very impassioned speeches. And she didn't know her mic was on, and she f-bombed one of the women. She's the pre- really, yeah. She's the president of the school board, and when the lady got done giving her her impassioned plea about why they shouldn't have critical race theory, this lady, who's the president of the school board, f wider, if you know what I'm saying. 
And did she hear that? Yes, and they didn't. Was <laughs> she supposed to hear that? No, and the her hey. mic. She had it was the old hot mic thing. It says the California old hot mic. Yeah. So, where was I? Oh, I was at I was in a drive-through, and they sat there. They took my order, and then his mic was hot, and you know he asked me to he asked me to wait, and his mic was hot, and he was talking, 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 talking. So when I got up to the window, I said, "Just so you know, you need to tell that gentleman, that man, that his mic is hot." <laughs> Actually, that's not what happened. So that's exactly what happened. No, you told me the story last night. You told me that you called up and you say, you know, I was at this drive-through and I gave my order, and then the guy didn't realize his mic was still on, and he was cussing up a storm. And and when I got up the window, I said, "Hey, that guy who was cussing up a storm, the microphone, he needs to be on my show in the morning." That's not exactly <laughs> how it went at all. You weren't even there. I, I was. You don't realize I was was because of the fact that you know with 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 the new Meta, the new Meta company. I and I know you're you know what I'm talking about. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Uh. Uh-uh. Yesterday it came out that Facebook is no longer Facebook. Okay. It's now Meta. Meta. M e t a. I'm not kidding. Okay. They've renamed the company. It's no longer Facebook. Just sort of like what Google did. It used to be called Google. Now it's it, the parent company is called Alphabet, but nobody knows it as Alphabet. Everybody knows it's Google. Oh, okay. Sh- you okay. know what? Stop it. No, no, seriously. No, did, seriously, stop Facebook it. Facebook is now called Meta. That's a lie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. But not, the company is called. Facebook is still Facebook, but the company is now called Meta. Because no. it's the, I, okay. You want to put some money on this? This is an easy bet. I'll win this Standard bet. Standard bet? No, you well then oh there you then then yeah, but you lose because of the fact that you lost, I'm telling you. And matter of fact, hold on a minute. Uh the the somebody's texting me here. Uh yes, right here. It's famous smartest woman in the world says Facebook is still Facebook. Parent company is now Meta, M E D A. Okay, so the only reason why I even remotely believe you Yeah. Is because of the smartest woman in the world. They change. I'm telling you, because here's the whole thing. The reason they've done this is because Zuckerberg's vision is, and literally his vision is, it's metavision. Is that he's into this thing where you're going to be surrounded by metavision. That you're going to be, you won't be, you won't be like, you'll be like 3D goggles. You know, they own that company, by the way. Do you know that? They, Who? Uh, Facebook, or now Meta, owns that. I can't remember what, it's the real expensive um, uh, you know, uh, what the, vir- the VR glasses, they own that company. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay. that's his vision. The vision is that you and I will no longer go to meet people and actually talk to people. We'll just be sitting in our living room and we'll be surrounded by people who aren't there. That's the, that's the vision of the company. In other words, the idea being, we'll all be just weirdos who just hang around in our mom and dad's basement and we won't ever go outside anymore. We'll just be surrounded by our friends and they'll all be virtually there. That's the meta vision. That we'll be surrounded by everybody and everything and we'll be in virtual reality and we'll be just a bunch of nerds who can't talk to people and look people in the eye. We already are like that. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I can still peep. I st- can still look people in the eye, and they look at me. and They go, "Are you looking at me?" Because my one eye screwed up, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've had people. You are say, so wrong on so many levels. I've had people say that to me. Are you looking at me? 
Did they really say that to you? Oh, yeah. I can tell if you're looking at me or not. <laughs> and I'll say to them, oh, you know, I'm handicapped. And then they'll start, oh, you're handicapped. Oh, that's funny. You're handicapped. People say that to me, too. <laughs> 740. Actually, they say, you don't look handicapped. You don't look handicapped at all. When you have your handicap thing in your in your in your window? Yes, I had my handicap sticker and I was I was getting out of a parking spot. Yeah. Um in in a handicap parking parking spot. All you have to do is just show them the little the little on the back side of your handicap. It shows and, and there's there's two boxes. I don't know if people know this or not. Those things you hang from your rearview mirror that say your handicap parking. There's two boxes. Yeah. And the one's marked physically, the other one's mentally. And the one, no, that's not true. <laughs> the one on Shelby's is marked mentally handicapped. That's what it is. Seven forty-eight. Uh huh. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex one hundred seven one. Westplex 107.1, Sean Mendez, Camille Cabello. I love that song. Am I a wimpy guy or what? I mean, I should say, I love ACDC, but here I say I love Sean Mendez and Camille Cabello. Cabello. But that's your jam. That's well, what you do. Well, you know, I like all sorts of things. It's always been your jam. Well, I like different kinds of music, you know? I mean, like, I like some ACDC stuff, and I like some Andre Bocelli kind of stuff and everything in between, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Andre Bucelli, didn't he just come to St. Louis? I think, I, you know what? I wanted to go see him, you know, and I didn't. I think he was just here. Yeah, I think he was. Like the other day, he called me up mm-hmm. and said, Brad, come see me. And I, I know you play my song. You used to play my song for years on your morning show. Play, come see me. I want yes, to talk to you. Yes, you did. We I, need to bring that back. What's that? Break the format Friday. Uh, I don't know. I told you. I have a problem with that. I can't do it. Why? I can't. I can't do it anymore. I have a technical problem. Oh. You know. One big technical problem. You know, sometimes people amaze me when um, they're upset with things I say on the air, and then they turn around and tell me I should actually talk about certain things on the air, which I have not pretty much. And um, one of the things this week is interesting. The smartest woman in the world says I should go public with this, and I... I just, I don't know if I can. Just, what is it? About fake people. Fake people? Telling fake stories about fake things they're doing in our industry. People do that all the time. (laughs) In our industry. (laughs) Yes, they do. You know, I tell people that if I didn't work with you... I wouldn't work in this industry. Yeah, but there are a lot of good people in this business. But yet, there's I'm some... not saying there's not. But the ones that are, um, there are also ones in this industry that make it, well, um, um, an, an emotional suck. Unfortunately, there are people, anytime you get into an industry like we're in, there are people in it that get in it for reasons other than what they should be in it for. Okay? Right. And the reasons are not. Right. And to a certain extent, Amenable. what radio stations have done a good job through this through the years is, I know this sounds like corny stuff, FCC kind of stuff, which it is. Uh, the FCC talks about serving the public's interest, convenience, and necessity. Okay, and yes. we mess not necessarily. We're not like a talk station that gives news all the time. But the, by the same token, 
we use the radio stations to help other people. We do a lot of fundraising, and I'm not trying to beat our chest and say, aren't we great and wonderful, but you know, for years and years and years, we've been involved with lots of charities, giving away lots of time, promoted, just like, for example, you know, like we had, we had, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ryan from St. Charles, uh, St. Charles Convention Visitors Bureau. We're trying to get people to g- enjoy what a beautiful area downtown St. Charles is. You know, Main Street, yes. the whole bit. We're trying to encourage people to go to really nice events like, you know, Legends and Lanterns where you can bring the kids and, you know, obviously Christmas traditions and things like that. We're trying to make the area better. We raise money for people. You know, you and I, for how many years in a row were we, we, we the top fundraising team in the state of Missouri for the Missouri Special Olympics for the Over the Edge campaign? You know, I mean... At least three years. Right. And once again, not trying to, you know, pound our chests. There are other people that get into this business because it's all ego-driven. They just like, well, I've got, you know what I'm saying? And they don't, I do know exactly what you're saying. They don't give a poop about, you know, if they help anybody, they just want to get on the air and expose their views and say weird stuff and, and walk around like they're something special. And, you know, and I don't have that problem because I know I'm not something something special. So, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to worry about walking around you, thinking I'm something you special. You are a St. Louis radio icon. I'm not. I'm just some stupid guy. No, you really are. Who sits, sits, I told you that. Who sits in his and underwear. And validated who sits, by a professional. I'm some stupid guy who sits in his underwear and talks to you on the radio. Um, Shut up. You do not. You're such a weirdo. And says, You're such a goofball. And you says are. stupid things. Like, 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 if I say stupid things like, like, <laughs> this is something I would say. Shelly, what's this BS about being a grandma? Don't you know you can't say that anymore? You are a grand person. See, you're a grand person. Okay. Oh, We're... that is so funny. But I like the be- the one better. You rock. Oh, no. Okay. You got it going on, girl. Rock <laughs> on, sister. Word. No. Rock on, sister. Oh, <laughs> I Stop just it. don't want to push the wrong button because you ever let me play with the buttons. I just don't want to push the wrong button because you ever let me play with the buttons. Okay, we're done. we got to get out of here. Have a real good weekend. Please Have be, a good weekend, everybody. Please it's be, been a slice of heaven as usual, Brad. And, and um, peace and I fly. And please be careful this weekend. Don't get crazy weird at parties. Don't drink too much. And if you're out driving around on ha- Halloween, be really cautious with the kids out there. You know what I'm saying? Yep, and it's the Monster, Ma- Monster Mash 5K Dash in Wentzville. Tomorrow. Okay, 7.59. Peace.